Welcome everyone to episode 67 of Disney with the Ducks. Um, tonight, uh, you've got John Crawl with you and then some of my other favorite ducks, Jody B. Hi friends. Oh, Blue Jean this evening. Howdy. We've got Kevin. Hey guys. And we've got our friend Ruth joining us. Hi everybody. All right. So happy uh, Mother's Day to anybody out there who is a mother or has a mother. Um, hopefully you're wishing her a happy Mother's Day and got her a good gift. Um, so we're re recording this on Mother's Day, but you probably won't hear it for a few weeks. So I guess at that point, hopefully you had a wonderful Mother's Day. Um, so yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there in, in our community. Um, so tonight, our question to get to know you is going to be, what temperature do you keep your house at? Because right now we're kind of like, I mean, in the Midwest anyway, we're transitioning from the cold weather into the warm weather and, you know, you're starting to plan out your uh, energy budget for the summer. So um, Jody, what do you keep your house at typically? All right. So Mother's Day is a big date on the calendar in the Midwest because it's a date that we're allowed to start planting for the our vegetable gardens and our flower beds and stuff like that. So it's is always, it illegal across the Midwest? To it plant? is illegal yeah, is that... across the Midwest to do it before then. So yeah, okay. it's we're zone um, Jean. I think you looked this up one time. We're zone three. I don't even know, but I'm making sure. that up. But it's um, the zone that you have to wait. Yes. So it's the yeah. zone you have to wait till Mother's Day before you can plant. So that's when we you know, air conditioning really starts to turn back up because it gets sticky and tacky and gross outside. So um, we have this big problem. We keep it about, I don't know, 70 during the day, but the problem is, is nighttime. So our bedroom just does not get cool enough because Tim and I like to sleep like Eskimos. So we have this thing called an Uller that is a cooling system for our like start the bed cooler and we have a ceiling fan and then I'll plug in a fan all the summertime. I'm terrible. I'm like green granola girl, except when it comes to summertime heat, then I can't, I can't, I have to be cold at night. So um, wintertime, I'm a much better sleeper because I can just keep the, the heat down low, but summertime I gotta, I gotta make it freezing up there and it's, it's a tough gig. So yeah. that wasn't a great answer, but no, that makes sense. I mean, you know, if you like it not hot, you have to keep the temperature low. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Ruth, what about you? What do you keep your house at? Well, in California, so I live um, about 30 minutes south from Disneyland. So I live kind of inland coastal. So during the winter, it's pretty nice. So we don't have to use much. But uh, in the summer, it can get really hot up to 100 90, 100. So probably between, we have two units. We have like an upstairs unit and a downstairs unit. And Jody, like you, like I can't handle like sleeping in the heat. So we got the same thing, air fan, standing fan, AC around 68. And then we try downstairs to keep it, you know, keep it off because it's so expensive. But uh, my husband works remote. So I come home and we just, we budget for a lot of cool air, which is good. We have a pool, so that helps. You just go out there and jump in when you get too hot. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the pools are great, especially where you live. You can use it year-round, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Here, it's you get maybe four months' use out of it. It's a real bummer. Yeah, not enough. Uh, no. Uh, Kevin, where are you keeping your house at? We, um, like, like Ruth, we have a unit upstairs and down, but downstairs we'll – during the day, we usually keep it around 72, but at night it's down to 68, you know, just to try to save during the day. But um, in the wintertime, it, you know, basically just put it on the heat and then whenever it gets below 68, it'll warm up. So 
Um, 68 is kind of the magic number here. So okay, seems okay. to be pretty consistent across the board so far. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's see where Gene's going though. Yeah. So um, my wife years and years ago, you know, just started being hot all the time and 67 degrees. Are you married? Like she will wake up in the middle of the, Well, yeah, she'll wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, you know, she feels a disturbance in the force has felt <laughs> that, you know, somebody's moved the air a degree, like literally she's like, it's hot. is it hot in here? Is it hot to you? And I'll go look at me. Like, no, no, but I'll kick it, you know, I'll move it down to 66 for a minute, you know, to kick it back on or whatever. Um, in the winter time, um, very often she'll just shut the heat off. We'll keep it like on 67, but she'll just shut it off and Millie and I are freezing to death. Anyway, I see, I see what's hanging from our noses, you know, like it's, it's 60 degrees in our house. Please, please, for the love of all things, holy, can I turn some heat on? You know? But, uh, Put yeah. on more clothes, Jean. <laughs> that's it. Right. She said, just hush your mouth and bundle up. You know, that's yeah. basically what I'm told. Um, but yeah, so that's how it is here. Millie will come in from being outside. We're in Louisiana, so it warms up pretty quick here. We're in the 80s, the high 80s this week. That We've hit the 90s probably last week a little bit. Um, but Millie will come inside. She's like, holy cow, it's freezing in this house, you know? And uh, just because maybe on the, in the morning or the middle of the day, it's not quite as hot. But yeah, it's cold here. And I did get in the pool for the first time today. So that's kind of nice. cut the grass and jumped in the pool and it was a little chilly, um, but you know, it was it's still nice and it's, you know, it's going to gradually get better and better. So I'm sure well, it was refreshing after cutting the grass. It was, yeah. it was refreshing. It was very much so. Our pool doesn't open for another two weeks here. Our, our subdivision opens. You'll have a law there. Too. Yeah. It's like, cause it's like right now it's hot. Right. And we could be in the mm -hmm. pool, but yeah. So we're not, uh, but Memorial Day weekend, only two weeks away for, for us yeah. right now. So my kids usually, when they were younger, they would start swimming uh, sometimes, you know, mid to late April. Um, my daughter spends a lot of time out in the sun and uh, she'll, she gets in the pool, you know, all the time. She won't get in and stay in the pool, but she'll get in and cool off and get back out, you know, and has been doing that for several weeks now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for it. But for us, like we usually keep our house in the winter um, around 68. I, I try to knock that down a little bit because I just I don't like the heat either. Um, but then at night we bring it down to like 66 or 65. And then during the summer, because air conditioning is so expensive, we keep it up at like 71. Um, but my basement gets because, you know, in Michigan, we have almost every house has a full size basement um, mm -hmm. and those get super cool. So my basement is freezing right now um because the air conditioner has been on the last couple of days so yeah so it's interesting but yeah our top floor it gets a little bit hot but my bedroom is on the main floor and the kids rooms are upstairs so you know they're a little warm they can turn fans on <laughs> so unless carly's listening to this because she's my one that watches our show every week then honey no i'm gonna keep your room nice and cool there you go Just all right so tonight, um, tonight our topic though is we're going to talk to Ruth about Disneyland. So Ruth, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Hi everybody. Um, so my name is Ruth. I grew up in Anaheim, California, like a mile from the park, which was really cool. And like a lot of people that live near Anaheim, um, many uh, young people end up working at the park. Uh, which I did. I worked uh, I worked there when I was 16, and I worked there for two years. So uh, 
back in the 80s, you couldn't actually work for Disneyland until you were 17. But I have five siblings and four of them worked at the park. Um, and my older sister actually got me a job there for Arebus Brothers, which is, are the glass blowers. So, you know, the crystal shop and the glass mm -hmm. blowers. So they're one of the only remaining um, companies that's not owned by Disney that has that works in the park. So they have um, an arrangement with them. And so you could work for them when you were 16. So I worked there a year and then I worked um, in New Orleans Square uh, for a year as well. So um, I grew up, you know, loving Disney, have been an annual pass holder. I actually have two boys. They're now in their 20s, 21 and 23, but used to take them when they were little, um, like your little guys, <laughs> your little guy's age. So these two have been going to the park since they were, you know, one years old. And um, I've also been a runner for 30 years. I ran my first um, race when I was 21 and I'm now 53. So I've been running a long time and I've been doing run Disney races. I did all the races in Anaheim. I probably participated in at least 14 races wow. in Anaheim. Yeah. And then when they stopped the races, I started going to Florida every year. <laughs> so I've done wine and dine. I've done the Disneyland marathon and I've done princess. So um, I have a lot of experience um, with the parks and with running and I've done marathons and half marathons. And I also worked at a hotel in the resort area of Disneyland too, when I was like 19. So I um, love the park. I'm a huge fan. I'm a big runner. Um, and so, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm, I'm an annual pass holder now. So have been through everything with, you know, COVID coming back from COVID and, and kind of what it's like now. And so happy to answer any questions you guys have or give you any tips because it's super, it's really different. I remember the first time I went to Florida, I was like, wow, you have to take a bus everywhere. <laughs> like, I'm like, can I just walk? Can't walk anywhere. So it's really different. Uh, but I've come to really love both. You know, I, I'll probably continue to go to Florida once a year, even though their Disney races are coming back because they're just so unique. And I think both parks have some really cool things about them. And it's cool that they're different, you know, so you're not getting the exact same uh, exact same thing. So there's lots of hacks, just like there are in Walt Disney World. So anyways, it's a little background on me. That's awesome. And that's so cool that you've been doing races at both um at both different places because yeah. like you said, it has to be so different. So before we get into all the, I guess, questions about Disneyland itself, yeah. one of the things I was wondering about based on what you were just talking about is, you know, which do you prefer for a race? Do you, do you have a preference of one over the other? I would say um, one thing I like about the Disneyland races a little better is the weather predictability. Like I think in Florida, who knows, right? I remember the first right. time I'm like trying to ask people in a group. I'm like, so what should I? They're like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Bring everything, everything you have. I'm like, what? So Bring I feel like. I feel like in California, like when you're looking at the weather, like a week out, it's really accurate. So you can really plan on like, all right, it's going to be 60 or it's going to be maybe raining. Like, I think that's one thing I prefer about the California races is I feel like you can plan a little better for the weather, which is a big thing when you run. And if you're trying to run for time or, you know, costumes or whatever, um, I think Florida, just the, the, parts of the course that are outside the parks is a lot nicer. Like your Anaheim's very urban area. It's very different. And so, and also I think, in, you know, in Florida, Disney has a lot more control of 
those areas, right? They have a lot of, it's all their property. So um, I would say that there's a very big difference in the courses when you're talking about outside of the park, right? Like inside the park is very similar, but the streets of Anaheim are not quite as beautiful as the streets of Orlando are. So um, although I think they've done a great job, you know, in the races that I've done, they've done a great job. Yeah. Awesome. Are, so are you doing the Disneyland race when it comes back next year? I am. I'm doing the Disneyland half. Yeah, and I'm doing wine and dine. So I'll be flying out to Orlando. And I did the Walt Disney World Marathon this year, too. So twice in, in a year. So, yeah. Well, and I usually, you were there marathon weekend in January? I was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the second time I ran the full. So I, ran, I tried to get into Dopey and I just was crazy i think because of the anniversary year like yeah. i just couldn't i couldn't get it so it's not all it's cracked up to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of glad i didn't now having the year that i had in training i'm like yeah it's okay it all works out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the only the only race you ever feel weird not you know saying i only ran a marathon is when you run walt no. disney world and you're like am i really saying that I only ran a marathon. I just said it last weekend, though. So we have yeah. a big race here called the Flying Pig. And they oh, yeah. do a challenge, like a three-way with cheese and four-way with cheese. And I kept telling everyone, I'm only running the fool. And non-runners look at you like you're crazy. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, but there are these other races you can do, and I'm not doing those. And all my friends are doing them, and I'm not. So, yeah. Um, you know, you feel bad saying I'm only running the fool. So, yeah, so I, we had a we had a uh, the bubonic plague or Ebola or something run through our rooms uh, this oh no. last year, and so um, oh a couple of us did, missed a race or or two, really not two, but um, I missed the half, and Kevin missed the full, and I, I can't speak for Kevin. I'm working through it. Okay, I'm not bitter or anything, but I will tell you, there's a bit of shame to say, yeah, I didn't do getting complete dopey. You know, I didn't, I didn't do the half. I mean, I did, I did the full the next day after, you know, being down for the count. Yeah, the that's amazing. My life. No, but I still, yeah. the shame, the shame that I still feel because I don't have, you know, dopey medals. Uh, you know, I've got shirts. <laughs> I've got shirts in a box right here that I don't even feel like I can't even, they can't even be in my sight because I, I'm ashamed that I even have them, you know? That's funny. Well, you, you, you know, I, I really am like now at a place where I'm like a dig in the half marathon. You know, I ran two marathons within eight months and then I was just like, I'm fried. Like yeah. I, I love the half cause it's just manageable to train for you recover real quick. Like, so I'm actually signed up for, I have three half marathons I've already signed up for. So I'm just yeah. like, cruising with that so yeah it's awesome. all good that's a good distance yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's, it's fun. the best distance it's the it only is. distance now <laughs> you say that now gene but we're gonna change your mind all right so jody i think we have some questions that we've come up with that we want to talk to ruth about so do we do but I, I i want to just jump back into something because when we got started we were talking about how it was mother's day today and ruth you said why don't you tell us how you spent your mother's oh, day this, yeah perspective how how um, how much it is a locals park and how different it is yeah. than Walt Disney World because so how did you spend your day today? So my boy said, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Well, let's go to downtown Disney and have lunch." And so um, we just uh, my boys, my 20 year old, 21, 20, 23 year old, and my 23 year old's girlfriend, we all just went down to downtown Disney, had lunch at, there's a restaurant called Naples, which is an Italian restaurant. It has this beautiful like outdoor space. I had my like rose gold mini ears on and 
we just went, did some little shopping, had lunch, had a uh, sangria flight. It was great. Had a little pizza. It was like the perfect Mother's Day. So a couple hours, went to the park, got a little Disney magic. And then I'm like, I got to go. I'm on a podcast. I'm on a Disney podcast. I got to, I got to be back. <laughs> and then after this is presents from my son. So it's, sons, oh, wow. it's a good, it's a good day. So I, I just, this has nothing to do with the podcast, but um, I have to tell you all that, and, and Jean, we're, we both have 16 year old daughters who are either learning to drive or just got their driver's mm -hmm. or whatever. So somehow on mother's day, I got scrambled eggs and my daughter got a car. I'm like, I'm not sure how this works. <laughs> That's not out. right. Um, I mean, I, I realize that her driving is going to help me because I don't have to drive her around to all the 8,000 places. But I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure. You're like, you're like, I don't how know. this works out on Mother's Day. That I, 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 I think I that might be the gift that might keep on giving. Them. <laughs> I can't wait for that day. Yeah. So it is I just, nice. It is was, nice. Although, although the first year you're like, what are you doing? Where did you get there? Are you okay? Like the, yeah. the first year of your kids driving is like a little. Oh, we've got this device that tracks everything, her speed, her, where she is. Everything. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so poor kid. She's going to yeah. like, I know. So kids these days though, they can't get away with any of the yeah. stuff we used to do, no. which no. is good and bad because you have to test those limits a little bit. Yeah. What's funny about that is so um, we got Life 360 is what we use to, you know, track kids, whatever. Uh, my son would always disable it or, you know, he'd go, I don't know. I mean, I turn off, I turn off uh, my Internet because it, I get bad service and I don't know what happens. And so we had that to deal with. He doesn't live. He's out. I can't he's hear out. you. Okay. I can't hear you. What? Right? So my daughter, though, last night we had a surprise party for her for her. She turned 16 um, Tuesday. And so. um we had 30 kids there and she, she ended up being surprised. We were worried though, because, um, on life 360, she's called me before and said, dad, are you okay? I'm like, what are you, why, why are you, what are you worried about me for? So, because I just see you kind of going around in a circle on life 360 because I'm at the park running, go to school, <laughs> don't worry about me, you know? But so she knows she's got alerts for her friends and everything else. I forgot that somehow mine turned off. I don't know what I was trying to get away with, but she and I are the only ones on Funny. it, you know? But so anyway, she didn't, her kid, her friends all did a good job of not telling her, but I thought that Life360 and me, I thought it was going to give it away, but she ended up being surprised. That's funny. But she's a kid that, um, you know, like she stood up and she, you know, got everybody quiet so she could pray and bless the meal, you know, last night. Before, you know, she's um, very structured. Like if she ever sneaks out, it's going to be because, you know, we wouldn't let her go to the library to study or something, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't have to track her, you know, at this time anyway, that might change. That's great. Oh, parenthood. It's not for the week. Uh, okay. So, so let's get back to California. So, um, I know we touched on, I think it's so incredible that you've grown up going there and it's been pretty much in your backyard. How, one of the things that I find so intriguing is it really is a locals park, you know? So on yeah. average, I'm just going to ask you to throw it a random number here. How many times a year do you think you go to either downtown Disney or into the parks or in the greater Disneyland area? So I think it all is driven by how close you are, how close you live, right? So I'm about 30 minute drive 
right? So about 20 miles. So, and I work, I got a big job, I travel. So I go maybe once or twice a month, right? A lot of pass holders go a lot more than that. Like my sister lives in Orange. She's about 15 minutes away. She probably goes four times a month. Some people go a couple times a week. There's a few crazy people that are there like more than that. So it kind of just depends on what kind of pass you have. And I think proximity is a big deal because if you're 10 minutes away, you can pop over and have dinner, you know, and then just, you know, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Um, I do think, you know, we are using the park reservation system and there's a whole like hacking that when you're a pass holder, because even I have the highest level pass. And even with that, like, you'll see a weekend and it's not available and you got to keep checking. And then the day before you may get in, you may not get in. So there's a lot of like getting into the park hacks now with the reservations, which are kind of a bummer. I think we're really hoping, um, we're really hoping that, um, sorry, magic key holders. We're really hoping that um, the reservation system goes away because it, it mm -hmm. is, <laughs> it makes it challenging, um, especially when you have that highest one. You know, where you're like, I've spent a ton of money. I'm supposed to be able to get in 300 and I think it's 52 days. There's blockout dates now, even at the highest level for our passes. Um, yeah, Christmas, uh, the week of Christmas and New Year's is you have to pay to get in. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> so, and you could only hold, there's a whole bunch of rules. I'm sure it's similar, right? You could only hold six dates reserved and if you you have three dings and then they don't let you make a reservation for a month if you don't show wow. up <laughs> yeah, oh, there's a whole there's a whole like learning how to it's like run disney race registration right like they tell you officially what you can't do but if you want to get in you know you learn from other folks how to do that so yeah. same kind of thing yeah <laughs> Wow. So that kind of, you know, talking about getting into the park and things that that brought up one of the questions that and Kevin, I don't know if you have your questions in front of you, but one of the questions that I think we were all talking about, um, you know, so at Walt Disney World, there's a big debate whether to even bother to get the park hopper or not, because yeah. you can't park hop until two o'clock p.m. at this point in time. This is now May 14th, 2023. So when we go back and look at this episode, you can't park hop until 2 p.m. So some people are like, well, it's not worth me to get a park hopper then because, you know, my day is kind of half done. And if I go have, go back to the resort and swim and then go back for dinner, why do I need a park hopper? Especially so, on a race weekend. Yeah. Especially. I would say um, a couple what things. What about Disneyland park hopper? Yeah. So I think it, yeah, I think it depends on how many days you're going to be there. So if you are not going to be there many days, I would say yes, because you can park hop at 11. And also, depending on where you get reservations, it, you know, the parks are walkable. You can walk, it's, you walk across the promenade and you're in another park. So it's really different. It's mm. super easy to go in and out of the parks. They're like right next to each other. So it's, you know, say you're, you're trying to make a dining reservations go crazy fast at Disneyland. There are not as many restaurants. So you've really got to know what you want and you got to really like prioritize what you want. So um, they go super fast. So I think if you don't have a lot of time, I would get a park hopper because that way, you know, maybe one day you get Lamplight Lounge and that's in California Adventure, uh, a Grand Ca uh, California Adventure Park. And then, but you also want to do something in Disneyland. Like, I think it's worth it if you don't have a lot of time. Now, if you're going to be there a week, you probably don't need to do that. Um, and you can 
go all day, but I'll, I'll give you an example. I've taken my nieces and nephews who are, who are not pass holders. And I typically for their birthday, get them. we get a park hopper because we can just do a whole lot more. And because you can hop early, um, there's lots of options, you know? Um, so I, I think it's worth it if you have a limited time to spend the money to do it. Well, in speaking of time, um, I know it's a smaller park and both parks are smaller than, than their Disney World counterparts, but um, how much time would you recommend for a family coming there for the first time? I mean, is it like a two-day park, a three-day thing? Um, I think that, you know, also it depends on, I would say depends on what hotel you're staying at. <laughs> if you're staying at one of the Disneyland hotels, um, I would try to stay longer because being in that bubble, they're really, you know, especially like the Grand California Hotel is awesome. And you don't want to just be in the park all day if you're going to spend that kind of money to be in that property. So I would say three days would be great if you've never been. And that way you can like, you know, take a break, especially if you have younger kids. You know, it's also super easy to like, I'm tired. I'm going to go walk to the hotel and just chill. And then my kids aren't you know, crabby and they're, they can stay out later. Like when my kids were young, that's what we would do. Even though I'm a local, I would get a hotel. I've stayed at all three Disney property hotels as a local. And that was like the most fun, relaxing vacations. When we stayed there, I took a break, the kids could chill and then they were like, great, you know, and you could stay out late. So I definitely think that um, a little bit longer makes it more relaxing and fun. And also just gives you a chance just to not totally burn out. And if you're running, if you're going to run, you're definitely going to want that. Because like like Orlando, they're super early. You know, you're getting up crazy early. And, you know, you, it's nice to have a little bit of a break. One of the tips that you and I were chatting about is um, is being a little careful about where you stay if you choose to stay off property. Yeah. I think um, the vast majority of us for the upcoming race in January, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to make this just be about a running show because I know other people are wanting to go yeah. to Disneyland just yeah. for travel. But I think a lot of us are staying at the Howard Johnson because yeah. it was recommended by some yeah. friends of ours. But you yeah. gave a really good tip that I wouldn't have thought about at all about um, being careful with like Airbnb and stuff. Would you like to share that? Because I, I yeah. didn't think about this. So Disneyland, um, uh, it's the great thing is I think now there's so many amazing Disney bloggers and Disney influencers that you, you can, you know, if you did a Google search on best family places to stay near Disneyland, you're going to get a lot of good content. So it's really not hard to find good hotels. And my rule of thumb is like, you want to be in walking distance to the park. You don't want to have to drive. Parking's just $30. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? So you want to have the ability to either take a shuttle, an Uber. Most hotels that are local have some sort of transportation. So you want to be in walking distance. You want to be in a safe place. Um, there are, you know, if you go a couple streets one way or the other, you're kind of in a different neighborhood, which you probably are, you know, is going to feel very not like Disneyland, right? Um so, I, and also Airbnbs, I've heard really hit or miss with them in Anaheim, right? Same kind of thing. Like, um, I mean, my dad lives in Anaheim, so there's nothing wrong with Anaheim, but it's a little more of an urban city and there are parts of it that are really nice and parts of it that you probably don't want to stay in. So there's a lot of hotel properties that are really great that have accommodations for families, right? That have two rooms, that have bunk beds, that have, you know, full breakfast being offered. So just do your homework if you're going to stay in a good neighbor hotel. 
Um, one of our favorites, no, we, you know, we don't have young kids anymore, but like, if you, if you like a nicer place, but you don't want to spend $800 a night at the, the Grand Californian is there's a new Weston, which is in walking distance and it's really well located for the race. <laughs> it's only like two years old. It's a beautiful hotel. It has an amazing gym, a rooftop bar. I mean, there's some, and the rates are really good. So it pays to just do a little research and that property <clears throat> is super nice and it's as close, you know, it's super close. So I'm like, I will save $400. That's where I'm staying um, the night of the race, just cause it's, you know, right there. So lots of good, um, lots of good places. Um, the place that you stayed is highly recommended. I, I wrote a few more down just to help people listening. Um, also, let's see, um, the, you said Howard Johnson, um, Courtyard Marriott Anaheim theme park entrance has a water park. That place is supposed to be really awesome. Um, the Hyatt house has kitchens and a complimentary breakfast. If you have a bigger family, um, residence in at the Anaheim Resort Convention Center. It's a nicer, newer hotel. It's like in shorter distance to walk. And then the hotels near the convention center. So I've stayed at the Anaheim Marriott, which is very nice. Um, and that's a little further, but it's still walkable. And so is the Hilton. So those rates are all driven by like, is there a big convention in town? If there is, the prices are a lot higher. So it really is good to just check around because the rates really vary based on what's going on in Anaheim. If there's, if there's another event, um, I know Disney, you know, plan this in January, which is probably a great time because the parks are so busy. It's my guess. It's the one lull <laughs> in the four that they used to do. So I'm sure they they planned it to drive attendance, you know, that it's going to yeah. help them fill the parks to have the race, yeah. uh, the time that they yeah. picked. So it, it's good. Right. Yeah. What's the weather like that time of year? Um, so it can, it can, you know, it's so interesting, right? This year we've had a ton of rain, which is really unusual for California, but the temps, if it's not raining, will be very nice and probably, you know, at five in the morning, it could be like when I run, I run early, right? I'm a morning runner. It could be in the forties, um, could be in the fifties. Yeah. It, it's, you're not going to get, you're not going to get heat and humidity in January in Southern California, right? You might get rain. Um, but fingers crossed, it'll be more like those cool temps. And like I said, a couple of weeks out, you'll probably be able to gauge as you're getting ready to come out here, you'll be able to start checking the weather and, and, um, get a pretty good sense of how it's going to be. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. I have more quite of our questions written down. I'm not trying to drive this, but John or Jean, right. before I right. go to any of these, do you guys have any? No, you're good. No, I sent you. Yeah. Okay. I just had jokes, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to hold them. Um, so one of the things, because we don't get out there as often, right. um, can you share with us some like must do attractions that Walt sure. World doesn't offer, or maybe they are the same attraction, but they're just so different in one area compared to another that you, you think like, I kind of have some of my mind that I, that I would like, but do you have any? Yeah, yeah, I have, I have a couple for both. So for Disneyland, um, you definitely, so the cool thing in January is that they will probably have the Christmas overlays still up. So oh. um, wow. small, the small world is amazing. 
And it's been so cool. Every time I've done a January run, I used to do Tinkerbell in January. They'd have the lights of the exterior facade, which is incredible in, in California. And it's just amazing. Um, so definitely you want to do any holiday overlay and then Haunted Mansion holiday um, with the Nightmare Before Christmas. Those two are really unique. And the mansion's totally a different style mansion than the one in Florida. So it's cool. It's like same concept, but different, um, totally, you know, different. Um, a few that um, uh, uh, Pirates has a really different facade and it's very cool. Um, it's probably one of my favorite rides, probably Haunted Mansion and Pirates, I think because I worked in New Orleans, but they both, and New Orleans Square is also unique, right? There's no New Orleans Square in Florida and it's a really special, unique place that Walt really that was like important to him the whole story of that park and him being so inspired so it's really really neat um i also think um peter pan um which is a classic disneyland ride um is it's very um very uh popular and also doesn't have a large seating capacity so a long line but it's very different right so that would be one um alice in wonderland also is something that the florida doesn't have um um, Tom Sawyer's Island and the canoes are also something that Florida doesn't have. So for, for Disneyland and then also Space Mountain's a little bit different. Um, so I would go on that. That's also the kind of original. So it's kind of cool. It's funny. Tomorrowland to me looks like retro world. Like <laughs> it doesn't really look like Tomorrowland. It kind of looks like what we thought Tomorrowland was going to be a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then for, for California Adventure, um, Cars Land is like amazing. So you definitely want to spend time there. It'll probably still be decorated. They do an incredible job in the holidays. That's so really, really beautiful. Um, the Radiator Springs Racer is super cool. Um, amazing ride. That one has a single rider, which is great. So if you don't get a Genie Plus or a Lightning Lane, you can single rider that one, which is great. And it goes pretty fast. Um, and Credit Coaster is really fun. And that one's really fun at night in particular. So if you go on that, go on at night because you get the lighting effect um, and it's themed to the Incredibles, which is really fun. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout um, is awesome. So that's um, uh, the one that was Tower of Terror before. So rethemed. And then um, and then just in, in um, Cars Land, they have um, um, like the Cozy Cone, it, this isn't a ride, but it's fun. They have like these little like snack stations with all the cones like they do in the Cars movie. So there's just some really original things and they're doing a lot of new things right now. So they're rebranding um, the pier to, I forget the name of the movie, but when you guys come out Big there- Hero there's Six. Big Hero Six. Yes, Big Hero Six. Yes, yes, oh, you're right. That's cool. Uh, yeah. That'll be done. That'll be done in January awesome. for sure. Yeah, so- um, so yeah, and then also in Disneyland, they have Toontown, right? Which they don't have in Florida. So um, now they have um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, which I know you guys have, but they also have a Roger Rabbit ride, which uh, yeah. is also unique. So that's kind of fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So lots right. of really- Kevin and yeah. Jean, here's your chance. What do you want to ask her? Space Mountain. No. What'd you say? What were you going to ask her about the, the that place in in our Hollywood studios that you both oh, that too, yeah. Galaxy's yeah. Edge? There's not a lot of difference. There's not. Okay. 
there's not. I mean, it's weird, right? Like I went and I got to be honest with you. I didn't spend a lot of time in Florida. I just kind of walked through and I was like, it looks just like it looks just like California. I mean, I, I think because they were opened around the same time. Um, I'm sure just the the site's different, right? Because they're on different, you know, parts of, of the park. What's interesting about the one, our one, which I think is really unique is there's no signage to it. <laughs> you have to kind of find it. So it's kind of set back. So, wow. you know, you're like, where is that? Oh, I think it's there, you know, and there's, it's, it makes it kind of cool because you have to sort of find it and it's it kind of, cool. yeah, it goes with like it being so immersive, right? Like it's mm -hmm. operates unlike any other land. And so I think mm -hmm. they do a good job of like making it feel intentionally different. Um, but it's, it's awesome. Just like Florida. We talked a little <laughs> bit about, you mentioned space mountain and I know and overlays and things. I know that there's a star Wars overlay for Space Mountain, um, what kind of when is that starting end? Is that um, it's totally random? It's random. totally random. They will just like say we're gonna do it, and then it goes away. There's also one that they do for Halloween, so they have a couple yeah. overlays. Yeah, so it it they don't really tell you when. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's sort of like our soaring. Um, there's two, they're soaring over California and then they're soaring over the world. So same thing. Most of the time it's soaring over the world. Occasionally they'll change it, but Disney just decides when they don't really tell you when. One of the things that I've, I experienced when we were out there and I hear a lot about is the um, character experiences are very unique out there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How that, um, how you typically interact with characters in out in California? Yeah, I'll actually tell you a story, which you guys might like. So I'm actually, I'm actually a breast cancer survivor and oh, wow. um, I was um, out there uh, two years. I'm a 10 year survivor. So um, my two year anniversary, right. thank you. I took my boys and this is when they were like, I think they were like um, 10 and 12, something like that. And we had shirts on and so there was a character meet and greet for like the Winnie the Pooh characters. And so Tigger saw my shirt and it was like amazing. He like gave me a hug and he was like, you know, interacting with us without saying anything like just amazing. Like I just was like, you know, so they're very engaged. And um, when you stand in line, they don't just, it's not just like a picture. It's like, mm -hmm. they really interact with you, with kids. Mm. Um, it's really special. And so it's really worth it to like stand in line and get that experience. Um, and so you, you might wait a little longer, but <laughs> you get, you know, it's, it's worthwhile. It's worthwhile because um, the characters really you know, they don't just take photos. And this was something they did before. And then with COVID, you know, it slowly came back and now it's back to them kind of, you know, them doing that, which I think is great. That's great. Yeah. So I'm going to pivot real quick because we're talking about characters and ask you a run Disney, um, Disneyland race question. Sure. So in Disney World, when we're running, you queue up for the characters on the course. And oftentimes you don't know who they are until you run past them. And then you have to be the salmon and swim up water to get back in the line to go get your picture taken with them. And it is a quick picture because it's a race, right? They're right. photo go, photo go, photo go. Um, given the fact that a lot of the course runs outside of the park in, in Anaheim proper, right? how are the character interactions on the races? 
So of course the last race was 2017. So I'm just going to tell you what my experience was, you know, when we did that. So they definitely had, um, I would, I would say they had more character stops in the parks, right? Because of that, there were definitely more within the park. Um, and then they would also set them up on the, on the backstage, right? So on property, but in the backstage area, there would be characters too. So you might be backstage and stop. And they would set up, a, sometimes they'd have floats. You know, one of the things they would do in Disneyland is they'd have floats or different, you know, things that they use in parades. And they would use those as sort of opportunities to stop and take a photo. And they did a great job having employees out. So there'd be employees out, you know, the janitorial staff is like cheering you on. And um, they'd have, um, they used to have a, a stable, used to have a little like petting zoo in Disneyland. They don't anymore, but because of Galaxy's Edge, but the animals would be out. So they really try to give you the same experience, I think. It's just not going to be, you know, on Harbor Boulevard that you're going to see a character. It's going to be contained within their, the property that they own. And they, what they did do is they would have all kinds of volunteer, you know, high school cheer squads and they had like mariachi band and they'd have um, dancers, you know, they, on the course itself, they would have other entertainment. And I don't know if they're going to do this, but before we would run through angel stadium, which was cool. If they brought it back, it'd be awesome. So you actually get to run on the field and you, the jumbo trons wow. up. And you could, you'd see yourself and then family could come in the stands and spectate. Um, so for many years, they, one of the races had that, which was really fun. So you get to go in the stadium and do kind of a, a lap. And then, yes, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, another thing they used to do, which would be fun if they brought back is as you were coming towards the stadium, they would have a row of like classic cars, kind of cars, you know, cars land themed. And at the very end would be like, you know, Mater and what's his name? The <laughs> Lightning McQueen, that's his name. So, and then all the, you know, all the car enthusiasts that had classic cars would come out and they'd have Disney stuff and you could stop and, stop and take a picture. So Run Disney did a good job, like, you know, working with, the course and trying to create entertainment, you know, on the streets and kind of create that same vibe. It's, it's just a, it's a different vibe, but um, I thought they did, you know, I thought they did a really good job at it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like I'm, I'm like, well, I have you. a question. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, I'll jump in with one. Okay. So, um, I love mint juleps and I've heard that there is a mint julep in the New Orleans Square. Um, how, where can you get that, and how is it? Is it delicious? So it is delicious. So it's interesting. They are remodeling. Uh, it probably should be open in January, but um, French Market is being reimagined as Tiana's. I forget the name of it, but her cafe. Mm -hmm. um, and so before this remodel started, there was a mint julep bar where you could get a mint julep and beignets. So beignets is like absolutely something you want to try when you're at Disneyland. They do sell them um, in downtown Disney at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. They have a separate, which has been redesigned, which is beautiful. And they have a beignet line. So for some reason you can't get in the park, you can actually get in the beignet line and they're really fresh. They actually make them at the restaurant. So you actually want to eat them there because <laughs> they're awesome. And you want to eat them right when you get them because they're yeah. hot, just like they yeah, are in yeah. New Orleans or like incredible. Yeah. So the mint yeah. juleps are really good. And they probably, I don't know if they're serving them now, but um, I'm sure by January, 
probably the French market might well, be done. I mean, that's how many months from now? Hopefully six, seven months. Um, it'll probably be open again. Um, but yeah, the beignets are definitely something. Another great food item is the Monte Cristo sandwich, which is incredible. So you can get that. Um, there's a couple of restaurants in New Orleans. There's the Blue Bayou, which is incredible, which is in the Pirate's Ride. If you can score a reservation oh. for that, it's very spendy, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because so you that's kind of in... like um, three couple euros at Disney yeah. World, then, right? In Mexico, okay. three amigos. Yep, for sure. It's awesome. The food's there great. And the Wait, can I tell you though about yeah. our experience there? Because this is pretty. Uh oh. Uh -oh. So we had just been on Splash Mountain, and we did not realize that your Splash Mountain, you drown like you get soaking wet. <laughs> so. We were sopping, soaking wet, and um, we went directly from there to our reservation at Blue Bayou, and we were freezing because we, the air conditioning was blowing. And I just remember my little guy, who at that point in time was much littler, like we kept asking for more cloth napkins to try to use them as like blankets because we were <laughs> oh, no. so wet and so cold that it was not an enjoyable ex experience, not because it wasn't wonderful, but, but because we were so wet and so oh, no. cold so cold it was um i just i just had this incredible like can we have more more napkins like we were all trying to use the napkins <laughs> as like straws and blankets and wrapping them around our stuff because we were just drenched so i had no idea that your splash mountain would um would get us that wet and it and it did maybe wow. we're just lucky i don't know but we got, you know what? We got quite right they should sell ponchos in line for that they could make a killing I know, mm -hmm. right? Well, they're re it's it's shut down now. They're re redesigning it for Tiana's the overlay, right? Yeah. So, that, but you're right. Yeah, you can get really wet. <laughs> and that ride is going to be. I'm so excited for that because is that Me ride too. in New Orleans Square? No, it's um. Oh, okay. So Pirates is uh. So there's the river and there's Pirates and then there's New Orleans Square, and then Haunted Mansion and then Splash Mountain. So okay. it's kind of, yeah, you kind of, kind of uh, move all your way, all the way down through to, um, hmm. uh, through the sort of end of the park that way. Yeah. And then Cafe Orleans is another place that you can get a reservation for, which is <clears throat> across the way from Blue Bayou. They have the um, Monte Cristo sandwich there too. So that's, um, that's a nice place, a little easier to get a reservation there, but still you, you, you want to, you know, you definitely want to hit that 60 day window. Hmm pretty quick and really also know what time all the locals know that's another thing you're competing with it's magic key holders for reservations and they're it's a system that could use a little work in my opinion but um yeah i just want to know so, what you want to do so uh, a follow-up question about the mint julep um yeah. it's it's a non-alcoholic uh -huh. drink right right yeah. right okay so because yeah. there's no alcohol in the park there is, but only in some of the restaurants. So Blue oh. Bayou, there's alcohol. Um, I think hmm. in there's Oga's Cantina that has alcohol. If you, oh, okay. it, there's a lot more alcohol in the other park. Okay. <laughs> a lot more beverages, <laughs> adult beverage options. But yeah, I just wanted to clarify uh, yeah. that for everybody because right. uh, mint right. juleps typically are a very alcoholic beverage. Um, right. But yeah. So yeah, it's more, yeah. Yeah. So that brought up a couple other questions I have, Jody. If yeah. I can please uh, ask Ruth. All right. So Ruth, what is your favorite? restaurant in each of the parks and in disney springs so actually my favorite restaurant in disneyland is carnation cafe and carnation cafe is on main street it was like one of walt's favorites mm -hmm. and um i love it because 
Um, I like the food. I love the location. I love being on Main Street. I love that it's a sit-down restaurant. Um, and uh, my sister used to work there, <laughs> so I probably like it for that reason too. Um, so that's probably my favorite in Disneyland. Another great one that you don't hear about, which is awesome, especially if you don't have a re reservation. And it's like fast casual. It's called Rancho del Zol Zocala and it's Mexican food and it's really good. So California is the place to get Mexican food uh, because we have a ton of great Mexican food folk places. It's an Adventureland, and um, you also can't mobile order. <laughs> so it's they have like it's fast casual, but you have like real plates and, and they you know it's just like a really kind of little gem that a lot of people don't know about. You know. Um, I love I love uh, Blue Bayou, but it's you know it's like a special occasion. It's you're putting you're gonna put down a lot of money to eat there, so it's just you know not a place I go all the time. Um, for for California Adventure, my favorite hands down is Lamplight Lounge. So Lamplight Lounge is right on the water, which is awesome. So incredible views. Um, their food is really good. It's Pixar themed. You're just in the middle of the park. It's just awesome. Uh, awesome place. Once again, really popular. So you, you're going to want to jump on getting a reservation there. If you can get a late enough reservation, you can see world of color from there, which is great, which is the water water show. Um, <clears throat> and also they have, I haven't gone but I've heard that they have an amazing brunch. So if you're kind of breakfast people, um, I heard it's incredible. So I just think their food um, and the atmosphere is really great. Another, you know, really nice place in California Adventure is Carthay Circle. That's a little more expensive, but very nice dining option too. Um, and it really feels like a restaurant. So there's a lot of good food choices in California Adventure. Lots of places that have good options, yeah. And then what about, so Disney, I know downtown Disney is smaller than Disney Springs, yeah. right? In size and number of, of options, but right. do you have a favorite in there? So I would, I would say downtown Disney is about a fourth of the size. Like mm -hmm. that's how much smaller it is. Um, but you're definitely in the bubble, which is cool. And you can walk everywhere, which is great. So um, I think Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen is really great. So that's going to be more kind of New Orleans, jambalaya style, great drinks. They just redesigned the facade and have done a remodel. The um, restaurant looks really beautiful. So that's a great place. Um, that's good working... stuff too. I'm just yeah. going to tell you the Brennan's restaurants and, you know, they are, uh, there's a family of restaurants in New Orleans. And one of my very favorite steak places is uh, Dickie Brennan's. And I mean, they've got a ton of different restaurants and they're all so good. Yeah, yeah, so really you, good. you've uh, sparked my interest. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm really good. I'm a little good. bit of a snob about Louisiana food. I'm just going to, because that's a little bit. where I live. And, well, yeah, and for sure. Maybe <laughs> maybe more than a little bit. But I mean, you know, it's uh, it all sounds pretty legit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Ruth, um, do they actually have live jazz music there? They do. I do sometimes. Um, so same thing, just check, you know, it probably depends on what time and what night you're there. Um, there is a ballast point restaurant in downtown disney which is cool so cool. if you like beer like the brewery ballast mm -hmm. point yeah okay. they have a ballast point um and then they're actually um they tore down two restaurants uh just like i don't know a week ago and they're rebuilding so there's going to be some new restaurants coming 
that might be done. I don't know if they'll be done by January. Um, they tore down Catal and the Uva Uva Bar Lounge. Um, those are owned by some other property owners. So there'll be some new stuff coming. I keep your eyes on what's happening there. It's going to be um, changing. Um, like I said, uh, Naples, which is where we went, um, great pizza, really good family spot. They redesigned the bar and the outdoors. It's really nice. You can usually get a reservation. And another tip is like for there, you can get a reservation using Open Table if you can't get one on the Disney app. So, um, I think Ballast Point and a couple of the restaurants that aren't owned by Disney, that's similar to, to I know, um, Disney Springs. You can kind of check. There are fewer, though, fewer restaurants in downtown Disney. Um, and then there's some more of like um, casual places like there's a there. Um, they have a temporary Earl of Sandwich. But I think, you know, there's a lot of construction going on right now in, in our downtown Disney. So some of it should be done. Some of it, you know, I'm sure they're trying to get it, you know, get stuff done, but it's construction. So um, I think it's one of those things, maybe check back in three or four months and see what's open. Um, another really fun place if you're staying on property is, uh, is Trader Sam's, which is in Disneyland Hotel, which is super fun bar. They have great food. Um, and, you know, it's just a really awesome, awesome place. And then the Grand California has some great restaurants. They have Napa Rose, which is really high-end um, fine dining. And they also have a lounge. What's the name of it? I'll find it. Um, an outdoor restaurant, which I like, which the food is really good. And you can get a reservation on the Disney app. Let me see. I'll look it up here. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing so much. That's right. That's, that's Jeff's problem to fix. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I should be putting the mute button on, I know, but I'm not. Um, let's see. We, we wanted to feel loved and needed, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, G, it's called GCH Craftsman Bar, and it's really nice. They ha It's like all outdoors. A lot of times they have like um, live music, and their food's really good. So that's, that's in the Grand Californian. Yeah, it's in Grand Californian, and it's a little easier to get a reservation there. So, say you want to just you want a break, you want to sit down for dinner at a sit down restaurant. And the cool thing in Grand California, they have their own entrance to California Adventure to the park. So they have oh, wow. this cool little ent entrance. And if you eat there, a lot of times, even if you're not a guest there, you can just get in there and like avoid the big line, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, that's a nice little hack for like a, a, a lot of people, place people don't really know about, um, as long as the weather's nice, uh, it's covered though. It's right by the pool. So, awesome. and then definitely have a churro when you're in California, cause the churros are the bomb here. Like we are, we are known for the churros and usually there's, you know, all kinds of themed dipping and like all, all kinds of choices. <laughs> the app will tell you like where all the carts are and. So that's definitely like a Disneyland snack that you must have that you want to have when you're here. <coughs> Good thing we're running because I'm. Gonna... Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know, right? You have to burn off all those extra I mean, calories. How many girls yeah. can I eat after I run? Yeah. <laughs> There's also like a Buca de Peppos not too far near, kind of off property. If you want Italian, you have a big group. There's also a Target and a Big Five. One year I forgot my shoes and I'm a local and I'm like, oh no, I don't have my shoes. So I ran to Big Five and got a pair of Asics Kayanos and I was all set. <coughs> so 
Nice. Yeah, some nice, really local things. Like if you forget stuff, that's another nice thing about being in like more of a urban. Yeah. A lot of stuff really close. <laughs> so one of the questions, you know, we talk a lot about um, Genie Plus and the advantages and disadvantages of that. Well, the disadvantages, the price factor, um, but the advantages of being able to stack things and and get so much done, and because we all in general <coughs> don't get out to California nearly as much as we would all want to, I would think. Um, do you, have you had experience using Genie Plus and do you think it would be advantageous for us to look into it while we're out there? Absolutely. And I've gotten it when I've taken, you know, when I just use my pass, I don't get it. But when I'm taking like my niece or my nephew, I absolutely get it. And I think the key is go to the parks early, like you would in Florida, right? Like, if you get there at opening in three hours, you can get on seven rides, you know? And so it's yeah. totally worth it. I think it's totally worth it to maximize your day and not be standing in line all day. And I think the key is you, you got to leverage those morning hours. <laughs> you got to know what you want that, what you want it for, right? Like um, yeah. the most popular rides at Disneyland, like if, if when you go into the park, you know, you really want to, I would say the things that get that get a long line immediately in Disneyland are Space Mountain is one of them. Um, Rise of the Resistance is the other one. And the third one is... Does it break a lot? Not anymore. And you, you did in the early days. Um, I remember Just the first, Eugene. The first Just time, the first time my, my son and I tried to get on it, it was like... We got a you know virtual queue. We got in line, stayed in line, got kicked off, came back, it broke. So like I think they've it's gotten a lot better. But I would say right now it's Space Mountain, Indiana Jones, um, a lot, uh, Rise of the Resistance, and Mickey and Minnie's because it's new. Mm -hmm. So I think whatever you really want to go on that you haven't gone on, I would do first. Indiana Jones is a good one to do early. Because by the afternoon, all of those will be long. I think hacks for Disneyland are when there's a, you know, depending on what they do in January, they'll probably still be doing a, we do have a nighttime parade, which is cool. So, and that's oh. a great time to go on rides, let me tell you. <laughs> and later is also great, right? Because people go home, the locals go home. Most locals aren't there till midnight, you know, they're, you know, they roll out of there. So early, late, you're going to be able to get on those kinds of things a lot faster. And um, in, in the California Adventure Park, car, um, Radiator Springs is super popular. That will get long right away. Um, we have a Spider-Man ride, in, um, which is also Web Slingers. That one's going to be popular in the morning. Um, that's another one that's still pretty new. You know, Guardians gets really really uh, crowded. So um, another single rider in California uh, adventure is the Incredicoasters. So you can single rider that. Um, Cars Land, you can single rider. I think you can single rider Space Mountain now too. So it's always yeah. good to check that, you know, because depending on how old your kids are, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you can do that. Incredicoaster is my favorite. I love it. But it I love Incredibles, so... <laughs> That's fun. All right. So that we've talked about food. We've talked about Genie Plus and rides. Um, can you just give us a quick, I, I know that the nighttime shows are a little bit different than, than and, and, and 
we probably won't get a chance to go to all of them because we have to go to bed because of recess and get up and all that stuff. But I know a few of us are coming in either early or staying late. So um, can can you kind of tell us the Disneyland evening? Yeah. So um, your recommendation of favorites. Yeah, so I think World of Color is like a really unique. And if you were going to pick between that and Fantasmic, I would probably pick World of Color. And World of Color is that California California event? event. Yeah, Um, it's just amazing. There's an amazing um, Ferris wheel, Um, and so the there's the like water light show, but also the whole the whole aesthetic with everything there is just incredible. Um, And they show it now. I don't know in January. You know, once again, a lot of the stuff is weather permitting and um, but usually they show it twice a night and then Phantasmic's off the river (laughs) um, kind of near um, they 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 shoot it uh, from or they they Tom Sawyer's Island is kind of where they have some of the equipment. And so that's kind of on the river where New Orleans is. It's also really fun to see if you've never seen it. I don't know if you guys saw in the news the dragon burned. The, it's like <laughs> horrible. The, the the lie. I think the live dragon prop's gone. I think now we're 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 going to be using the technology instead of that. But um, uh, and then they have a really great Christmas parade. So really fun. You know, it's definitely worth seeing um, when you're there. Um, uh, really, really fun. So that'll be in the day. And then I, I don't I don't know at night, you know, I guess we'll have to see what kind of um, entertainment they have. But I think early January, a lot of the holiday stuff's going to be up. The decorations are going to be up. They have a beautiful tree. And the Main Street on Disneyland's interesting. You know, it's, it's a lot smaller, but the forest perspective, something to notice when you come in the park is the intentional forest perspective of the architecture is really cool. So if you, if you kind of read about what they did, it, it looks a lot more in, you know, it looks longer. It has this, um, the way that it was designed was very intentional. So kind of reading up on the park design, it's, it's pretty interesting when you you, uh, you do a little of that research when you come in, there's something really kind of intimate and, and really awesome about it. And also they, well, you know, California Adventure has been redesigned. So um, it's much more, it feels a lot more like a Disney park now um, on, um, when you enter the park and you're um, kind of walking through it, it really, um, it's a great, it's a great park. And a lot of people like that park as much, if not more than Disneyland. <clears throat> and I've really yeah. loved it. I, I both of them. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say, Ke- Kevin, did you hear that? It's force perspective. So they use the force for this. Is that, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Kevin, Kevin would be able to under, to be able to explain this, you know, different Jedi I see the force in different ways. Some see it as music. Some see it as light. Some see it gotcha. as different okay. things. Yeah. Okay. Different perspectives. Can't get anything by me. I feel like you've given us a lot of great um, tips and tricks and information. Is there any, you know, you've kind of given us some local perspective, but is there anything else that you would say, this is one of my <laughs> ultimate tips that you all need to know before you you venture out to the West Coast? Um, I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm looking here. I, I feel like we got it covered. Um, I think that, you know, um, you know, just, just having a plan, right? Like you do for any vacation and really like having your must-haves, like what are things that you really want to experience? 
Um, if you're a really big fan of Walt, you know, there's some really like his apartments, there's a, an, a, his apartment in Disneyland, there's a lot of great history in the Disneyland parks. And so just, you know, do a little research ahead of time before you come out. And like I said, the, I think the walkability is awesome about our parks and, um, you, you don't, um, if you if you stay nearby, you can really just kind of be immersive um, in the park. And yeah, I, I think you guys are going to love it. And yeah, I hope my I hope the stuff I shared is helpful. And, oh, super helpful! Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. And now I'm starving, and I wasn't hungry at all. <laughs> I know so many good restaurants I need to go I'm to. Like, now. Oh, a churro and a beignet. <laughs> you know, it's all so good. I'm just sitting there thinking like. What do I have in the pantry that's kind of close to that nothing? <laughs> it's been great because several of us have commented that we 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 know so little we don't even know what to ask, you know, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate your overview and, and you brought up things that I never would have even thought to ask about. And so I like for you know, forced perspective, I never would have asked about that. So it's great. Cool. Well, Ruth, I, I know that I've been chatting with you in, in, in text messages, but I'm sure um, this group may have about 15 follow-up questions. And anybody sure. on the Facebook page, if you have questions, mm -hmm. feel free to put it in our group. I'm sure that we can get it to Ruth and, and she could be our kind of our honorary expert, <laughs> our West yeah. Coast correspondent expert. And we can, we can uh, maybe summarize some of the questions and ask her for some follow-up, but um I, I'm really excited to head back out there. I know, I know when we were out there and um, I think it was 2019, 18 or 19, I should look that up. Uh, it was a great, great experience. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm looking forward to experience it with my, without my children and my adult friends, because that's <laughs> also a different experience. That's right. That's right. And well, if there's you... just so much to do in that area too, outside of Disney. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just such a great area. Yeah, yeah. We went to a Dodgers game and we went to, a, a, then we went down to San Diego. We went to a Padres game and um, we did all sorts of things. So. Yeah. Well also, you know, a lot of stuff, holiday time, right? So if you guys ever want to do a part two, let me know as we get closer. Cause there's a lot of cool yeah. things at that time of the year mm -hmm. out here for people that are making it more of a trip. I might be able to give you some ideas. So. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, now I think we need to move into our favorite part, right? Which is quacking up with the ducks. And and it, Ruth, if you don't have a joke, don't feel like you have to participate. I really need to do a better job of asking our guests if they want to participate no. in this part. This it's I, not a question. So I, I, I actually looked one up. Because oh, awesome. there we go. I, I listened to your podcast. Thank you for so, being uh, prepared, and um, and so. I apologize that I didn't I didn't prep you for that. So well, it's more so. fun though when you don't have a heads up. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah. Ready. Okay, what do you get when you run behind a car? Oh, uh, I think I got it. I think so too. What is it? exhaust ah nice <laughs> very nice <sighs> nice on theme too with a lot of the Disney discussion there you like go it. yeah all right <laughs> kevin what's what, what what do you got we talked a little bit about restaurants and did you know that there's a new restaurant on the moon no it's fantastic no. but it has no atmosphere mm. <laughs> <laughs> the food's out of this world though right oh it is out of this world. <laughs> There you Thanks, go. Gene. Gene, ready to go. All right. Jody, what do you got? 
So, you know, we, we're always talking about the environment around here. And, and, and um, one of the things that my son and I were talking about was, was oil and where it comes from. So what, what should we do with crude oil? What do you think we should do with it? I don't know what. Teach it some manners, of course. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Emily Post and all. Wow. Emily Post and all. <laughs> all right, Gene, what's fun going on in your life? Yeah, man, I just, you know, today's Mother's Day. And so I was doing a little research and did you, you, probably, you guys probably didn't know this, but did you know that Mother's Day is the one day of the year that the least amount of crime is committed? And it just goes to show you how the troublemakers that all these moms are. They're just so busy today getting breakfast in bed and going to church with their family. They don't have time to commit the crimes that they usually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, apologies to all the moms out there. That maybe <laughs> as Gene is painting you as all criminals. <laughs> Degenerates. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we were talking earlier about just the weather change and it's becoming spring. So it's it's Mother's Day here. That's usually when our family, we do a lot of our landscaping and start prepping our garden and stuff. Um, and I love reminiscing about the beautiful herb garden I had when I was a child. Good times. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I delivery. <laughs> oh, man. All right. You know, well. What? It meant a lot to you, didn't it? It did, yeah. It meant a lot. <laughs> You're on fire tonight. I love it. Um, all right. So everybody who's listened this far, if you could head over to your podcatcher, give us a five-star review. Uh, tell us all the things you love about the show so we can try to do more of that. And then um, tell all your friends to join the Disney with the Ducks Facebook group. And if you have planning questions or you just want to share uh, some info about a trip you went on or some pictures, just come on in there and, um, and share away. So we're getting quite the fun community over there uh, with, with folks sharing some like news articles and just pictures of trips and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Ruth, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us tonight. And, really uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. And uh, Thanks friends. Thanks. See y'all soon. Ooh.